You are Locked On Irish, your daily podcast on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Welcome back, folks, to Locked On Irish your daily Notre Dame Athletics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. T- today's episode, we will be previewing Notre Dame's matchup with Boston College on Saturday. We will be doing a baseball season preview, which is going to be starting up uh, this Friday. And then lastly, going to finish up with a safety depth chart projection. Before we get to that, though, folks, I am Joe DeLeon former college long snapper from the University of Rhode Island, joined by Ryan Roberts, who is the director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible. So, so uh, Ryan, we've got Boston College this uh, this upcoming weekend. Notre Dame suffers a sloppy loss to Louisville on Tuesday night. And I talked a lot about how I think that there's the chances of doing anything this postseason are pretty much dead. Um, not trying to be negative about it but they're in a very difficult spot now does not mean that they can't build off of what they've done so far this game 2 p.m saturday february 27th on the acc network so right i think though like going off that point and building off that i think from here the focus should be for notre dame and for the fighting irish is to just get some of the other guys into the rotation that are going to be bigger pieces next year maybe some of the younger guys because uh, we're at a point where with a six and nine in conference record, you're really not going to be able to do a whole lot of damage. Yeah. Well, I hate having I hate having the the you know the I hate having the 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 outlook that it's just building for 2022. Like I hate having that because I feel like that's a little bit of a defeatist attitude when you really think about it. But I mean, Notre Dame does have looking forward here. You know, you're going to lose Jawan Dorham, but we have. Uh, in theory, unless guys you know declare for the draft, we have Nate Lashevsky, Prentice Hub, Goodwin, um, Trey Wirtz, Elijah Taylor coming back from an injury, who's a highly touted freshman. I mean, there's a baseline and a base for what could be a really good basketball team, and we've seen it in spurts this year. Like it's not like this was a complete disaster of a season. It was very up and down. Lost a lot of games in the second half that they were winning at the at beginning of the first half. That type of stuff is not only depth what you're talking about, like trying to create depth heading into next year, but it's also just experience. Like they just haven't been there yet, right? Like they're still sophomores and juniors. That's been the, Mm -hmm. that's the nucleus they have right now. Next year's we're talking about juniors and seniors. So I think that there is a optimistic viewpoint to thinking about what it could be next season, because they do have the baseline to make it something pretty good next year. I think that they could be, one of the potential contenders in the ACC conference next year. I don't think that that's out of reason. I don't think that's out of out of line to say that. It's just all about now, and I agree. Mm-hmm. Let's create some depth. Let's get some guys in the basketball game because I mean, most of the most of the games we're playing seven guys. You know, two guys off the bench. Like that's that's a that's the, the all we have. And of course, Elijah Taylor being injured. There's a, there's a big reason for that. I feel like he would have played a lot of basketball this year if he was healthy. But let's get those guys some playing time. Let's see what we have. And then let's return everybody next year. Juwan Dorm's out the building, but we have some darn good basketball players. And this game specifically, not only just looking forward, it was a little bit of a clunker 
uh, you know, against uh, against Louisville this past game, you know, 69 to 57. Like you look at the box score, Nate Leshevsky was like 0 for 8 shooting yeah. or something, 0 for <laughs> 6 for 3. Like it was ugly, man. Like, yeah. Let's call it what it was. It was it was a clunker. We need the guys like Leshevsky, who has been our best player all season, to have a nice little comeback here and have a good stretch because that stuff does move on to next season. I think that there is potential here. It's just about maximizing down the road. I mean, I feel like Mike Bray is kind of in the same mindset, Joe. Like he's thinking also like it's probably too late, but let's build. Let's mm-hmm. build something nice here and let's start fresh. Let's have an optimistic viewpoint. Let's build down the stretch and move into next season because there is potential to be a good basketball team. And con- considering how bad of a team Boston College is, and that, that's just that's me being nice. They fired their head coach. They are almost a chicken running around with its head cut off. Notre Dame beat them by 10 points last time, but I think it's pretty safe to say that Notre Dame is a more talented team than Boston College is. So for me this is the right game for them to kind of figure that stuff out. Now, I have no idea that if, if Mike Bray is going to actually do this or not, but it would make a lot of sense for them to have that approach, get some of the guys that haven't played as much onto the court because like you talked about, depth was an issue. There were a lot of games where they couldn't really rotate guys in, and I think now get those guys in, get them some more experience and start to focus on next season because, and I talked about this a lot on the Wednesday show, when you have a very upperclassman-laden group and you have a strong bench, which they can have next year, which they should have next year, you can have a one of the best teams in the country. More often than not, the teams that succeed and are in the top 25 are teams that fit under that criteria with the few exceptions like Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina that has uh, the chances to get five-star recruits. For a team like Notre Dame, for them to be successful and when they've been the most successful, you know, I look I look back at like Luke Herringody, I think is like a good example, uh, or Pat Connaughton when they were good with, with him. Uh, they were good because they had a lot of good veterans and they were a well-shaped team. And I think that that needs to be the goal next year is Use what on what was the positives on this year, the three-point shooting, all of that stuff, and start working on it in this next game and building that depth so for next year you can kick some serious butt. Yeah, I, I think that what we saw this year was starting five, Notre Dame can compete against anybody. It's when fatigue sets in. It's when we have to go to the bench. It's when we're, we're just – I mean, you could just see at points that some of these guys are just exhausted. And, I mean, it speaks to it because, I mean, first half – and this is a big indicator of this. It's a big indicator of depth is the fact of Notre Dame's leading at halftime in the majority of basketball games this season, the majority of them. Not just like, oh, a couple slipped away. Like, there was a few that slipped away that could have gone the other way. It's just you saw them coming out of half and coming down the stretch of games. They just didn't have it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, they they were done. They were they were physically drained, probably mentally to a degree too, because they're trying to fight through it. Like it's a, it's a drain, you know, playing so much and not having the ability to rest at any points in games. So I really think that the death piece is a big time thing. And we have seen, like you said, going back to Luke Arangotis and 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 those good basketball teams where Mike Bray's winning twenty five plus games, a contender in the NCAA tournament. Like we've seen him build this way before. It's about keeping these guys together, 
keeping them because I'm sure Nate Lashevsky will have a little look in the NBA. You know, I don't know if he's going to be a guy that's going to be drafted, you know, in the first round. I'm sure he's probably more of a late second round type of guy. But making sure that he sees the full picture mm-hmm. and getting everybody to come back that is eligible to come back for me, we there there is potential here. We just really need to to keep the core and have the Mike Bray mentality moving forward that has been successful in the past. And the last little piece I want to finish this off with, we saw in the Louisville game, if you didn't watch it, we had Lashevsky go down with an apparent injury and then come back. Cormac Ryan went down with an ankle injury and then came back in the game. And then Trey Wirtz was down for a little bit. And I would argue that is a direct result from being beaten up, playing a bunch of games in a short period of time, and playing 35 to 39 minutes a game, those guys were not properly rested. Or I'm not blaming Bray for not resting them properly, but it would be a very valid reason if they were so fatigued that their bodies are just not able to hold up at this point. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if that was the reason why. So take some time, let these guys rest, let them get rejuvenated, let the young guys get in. Coming up, we're going to talk some baseball, Notre Dame baseball of all things. Uh, Before we do, though, Ryan, can you talk to our listeners about Rock Auto? Well, I'm going to help people out with frustration. There's nothing more frustrating than personally trying to fix your car sometimes, getting the parts and manually doing it yourself. And you know that if you've dealt with some of these chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. I want to talk about rockauto.com, which has prices that are the same for everybody and are reliably low all the time. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will dictate, sort of like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts lenders uh, customers online for 20 years. You can go to RockAuto.com today to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You can go to rockauto.com right now and see what see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on Irish in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we were the ones that sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Right now, you can hear Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Ryan, let's talk some baseball. We've got baseball starting up this weekend, and actually, if you didn't know this, folks, Notre Dame was really hot last year. They were doing really good until the season got slammed shut. 
Now we move on to this spring, and their first series is going to be played against Wake Forest. Three games starting on Friday, 4 p.m. the 26th, 4 p.m. on Saturday, and then 1 p.m. on Sunday. I believe some of these games are on the ACC Network. You can check out the listings for what is available. Some of that stuff tends to change last minute based on things being flexed in and out. So you might be able to tune into some of these games. It's worth noting, though, that this team has a new head coach coming into this year. Link Jarrett, previously of UNC Greensboro, is taking over this team, is going to be leading the squad this season. And I want to touch on two guys that are the biggest names to know. One, a fielder, an infielder, the other one, a pitcher. The first one, Nico Cavadas. And what I was reading up on him, he could turn into uh, an MLB prospect, the guy that is selected in the upcoming MLB draft because of his potential. Six foot one, 235, third team All-American, DH and third baseman. And in 13 games in 2020, these are some pretty nutty stats, Ryan. 255, seven home runs, and 17 RBIs. It's pretty safe to say that that he's the best offensive player for the Fighting Irish. Yeah, I mean, let's do some averages for a second there. I mean, 17 RBIs in 13 games. I mean, that's outstanding I mean, for any level. Yeah, I mean, we're talking in, in a in a traditional baseball season, 162 games, we're over 160 RBIs. Like that is <laughs> outstanding when you kind of put that into context. And he's, I mean, the dude is a unit. You see him, and you're like, wow, that guy is a powerfully built young man. He's got some pop in his bat. Obviously, seven home runs in, in 13 games is also an outstanding number. So he's a guy to really get excited about. Third-team All-American, like you said. Uh, really good baseline there. Link Jarrett. I, Joe, to be honest, before this show, I didn't know too much about Link Jarrett, but I looked up, obviously, some of the great mm-hmm. things that he did at UNC Greensboro. And I will say, if you are not excited enough for baseball to be back finally after what was a troubling spring last year, right, with everything happening COVID-related – to have a guy named Link Jarrett leading our baseball team is, I mean, that's a great name. To be honest. <laughs> like as far as baseball goes, like that guy, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know his background as a player, but I'm sure he was a great baseball player. Just based, just based upon the fact that his name is just Link. because of his name. I was not expecting you to go in that direction. <laughs> it's a great name. What do you want me to say? Oh, I mean, that's that fantastic. That popped up. I mean, I saw his record at UNC Greensboro. I'm like, okay, guy's a really good baseball coach. But, I mean, who needs to go anything more than just saying that the guy's name is Link Jarrett? Like, that's all you need to know, personally. God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, top pitcher, though, for this team, Tommy Sheehan, New Jersey guy from Manasquan High School. Uh, so, uh, you know, a southern Jersey pl- person, a baseball player, uh, just like Ryan yeah. is. Not a baseball player, yeah. though. Uh, <laughs> six foot three, two ten, and in four games last year, he was pitching two seventy uh, for his ERA, and then was three and zero. So he is probably going to be the best returning pitcher for this team, an upperclassman who's going to have a really high impact this year. Yeah, and to put that into perspective, what is considered a quality start in baseball is a four point five um, ERA, so two point seven. Just to kind of put those numbers yeah. in context a little bit. He was very good last year before everything, unfortunately, got shut down. So, should be very excited. We have a couple of potential stars. You, you mentioned Nico already, but Tommy Sheehan is is a really nice, a good looking pitcher at six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds, and he was off to a great start last year. So, I think Notre Dame fans are going to be excited. I think this is going to be a really good baseball team. And, and you know, all joking aside about about um, about Coach Jarrett's name, you know, kind of getting us excited. I think that there is a good baseline here. I'm excited. I'm excited just to get baseball back because, like you said, 
Notre Dame does typically have a very good baseball program, very solid all the way around. And uh, it'll be nice after what a lot of those athletes had to endure last spring. Uh, it, it'll be nice just to get back on the field. Yeah, it'll be exciting to see what they do this season as we were just starting to see glimpses of what they could be. They did lose one important pitcher to the MLB. He's now part of the Reds organization. However, you know, they're going to be okay. They're going to be able to uh, bounce back because they didn't really lose a whole lot. Getting the whole offseason to train and get better, this should be an exciting season for the Fighting Irish. Folks, we're going to wrap up with a, another depth chart projection for the safeties. Before we do, though, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. We're getting super close to the MLB being back. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news, scores, and odds that you need. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus and use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, make sure you hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on all of our shows and give us a five-star rating. All right, Ryan, let's wrap it up with, I think, what you get excited for every single week, which is projecting these depth charts. Let's hear it, Ryan. How do you think these safeties are going to look during spring ball? Well, I mean, there's one that's obviously a no-brainer, right? Like, it doesn't take an analyst to understand that Kyle Hamilton is a potential top 10 player in the 2022 NFL draft at six foot four, 220 pounds that can do a lot of things, right? Like, he can be the traditional center fielder. He could play too high. He can come down into the box. He can play some man-to-man coverage in the slot. Like, there is limitless ability to what Kyle Hamilton can do. So he is definitely a starting safety. The question is, who's going to be the next guy? Because we saw last year, Sean Crawford was moved from from cornerback, played a lot of nickel, and he had dealt with a lot of injuries. And they moved him to safety instead of starting Houston Griffith, who was kind of viewed as probably the guy opposite of Kyle Hamilton. Houston Griffith enters the transfer portal. He comes back after talking to Marcus Freeman. So for me... I think that might be an indicator that this might be finally what Notre Dame fans have been waiting for, and this might be the opportunity for Houston Griffith to start opposite Kyle Hamilton. So that is going to be my guess. If I, I don't want to say that it's going to be a little, I don't want to say it's going to be a little predictable to say that Notre Dame is probably going to go completely opposite way, and they're going to start somebody like DJ Brown, which will make me very upset because I, <laughs> you know, don't dislike DJ Brown, but. Houston Griffiths, I think, is a little more talented. And if I'll throw out a wild card here. So I think DJ Brown's going to play a lot. I think Houston Griffiths is going to end up being the starting safety. One guy, though, that I want to mention as the dark horse to maybe playing a ton next year that we have not seen yet is a young man named Litchfield Adjavon, who is, I think, going to be a redshirt sophomore next year. So he'll be a third year in the program. Didn't play much. I think he played a lot of special teams this year for Notre Dame. But my guy is out of Virginia. And he is super physical. And I think he would be a nice pairing with a guy like Kyle Hamilton because I think that they both can be pretty interchangeable pieces. With a guy like Houston Griffith, 
What has kind of held him back was he's always a talented cover guy, but he just doesn't tackle much. Litchfield Adjavon is the complete opposite. I think that he can do a lot of similar things. Obviously smaller than Kyle Hamilton, but I think that you can use them both kind of interchangeably. So just a, a quick note on him. And then one guy I just wanted to mention, because I don't know where he stands. I'll be very honest. He was a freshman this past season. KJ Wallace, who was a four-star recruit, played cornerback. And then I was looking at the roster, and he didn't play, I don't think, at all last year. I need to double-check that, but I didn't. I definitely didn't see him in any games. And he's now listed on the roster at safety, kind of oh. similarly to uh, to how Crawford was moved, you know, from cornerback to safety. Obviously, they're different uh, experience levels, so I'm not saying that that's an indicator that he's going to be starting safety next year. But just a guy to keep an eye out because he's a talented cover guy who moved over to safety. I feel like he's another guy that you can take advantage of the versatility. He can probably play some man-to-man coverage in the slot. He can do a bunch of little things. So just keep an eye on KJ Wallace. I'm not predicting him to be a big difference maker on the back end, but just an interesting guy to keep an eye on. Yeah, I like that thought. And honestly, in college, if guys can't get onto the field at corner, more often than not, those guys have some pretty good success playing playing safety because – corners are, tend to be better athletes. They're going to be better in man coverage. And we know that we don't know what Marcus Freeman yet is going to run, but we know that they've liked to use their safeties in man coverage if they can use them. You know, if having that, having that ability to do so, I think makes your defense a lot more dangerous being able to cover guys one-on-one. So I like that, that little tidbit that you're throwing in there. Um, yeah, I think that's it for today's show, folks. Thank you for tuning in as always. Uh, coming up, I think we're going to do a lacrosse preview on the next show. So stay tuned for that. Follow us on social media at Locked On Irish, at Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft. Uh, hit the subscribe button, leave us a five star review. And then uh, make sure you check out Locked On Presents more than the game.